Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Coming at you with a Thursday episode. So you guys know Thursdays and Saturdays I reserve for just extraordinary people that I meet that I don't want them to wait until April or May because that's where I'm booking into now. And so we're coming at you with a Thursday guest. So if you are new to this show, actually, I, I didn't even tell you who the heck, heck we are. This is episode 184 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. We're all about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and helping, helping you clear the obstacles in your path that are keeping you from reaching your goals. And it doesn't matter what the goal is. It could be fitness-related. It could be relationship-related. It could be health-related. doesn't matter what it is. And so what I do is I get guests from all over the world. I've had guests from all six continents. Well, I keep saying all, from six of the seven continents. And everyone wants the same things. They want to be happy. They want to be successful. And they want minimal stress in their lives. So I highlight the guest's backstory and their journey to what they're doing now. And hopefully that will inspire you to overcome whatever's holding you back in your journey. And me, this is me. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of, front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. All right, and for today's teachable moment. So you guys know I always say do what you love. You know, do what you love. So now I can't quote exactly where the where this study came from, but there was a study done that interviewed 80 people with terminal illnesses. And their number one regret was not pursuing their passion. And just think about that. So in your life, are you doing everything that you can so when you get to the end, 
there are no regrets. Like do the things that you love, do the things that set your soul on fire, work with the people that you want to work with and make sure that you're, you're creating something that you can leave behind for your kids or for someone else to pick up and go like doing, doing these, these, and I don't even call them interviews. I have conversations with people and I get to, I get to find out about them, about what makes them tick, about the things that they went through and the, the resilience and the courage that they showed to move forward. And I can seriously do this all day long and not get sick of it. Like, so when you get, when you get to that point, that's when you know that you're really, really doing what you were put on this earth to do. So if you are not in that place, then make sure you tune in to this show regularly because that's what we're all about. We're all about motivation. We're all about inspiration. But we, we share our real life stories, like things that we went through to get here. Because I was that person in an unfulfilled job. I've been in an unfulfilled relationship. I had I had two two pretty much divorces. I've been to a bad breakup with business partners. It's like like dealing with my oldest kid's mom not being in their lives and raising them myself. Like there's so much stuff that people go through. And the more that you share your stories, you're going to connect with other people who went through hardships as well. And instead of making it out of, yeah, well, this happened to me too. I'm like, well, how'd you get through it? Right? Because that's where the real story is. You guys know I'm my saying, it's not about the setback. It's about the comeback. And today's guest has a pretty solid comeback story. And I'm not, I'm not going to give away any of it because I want you to hear it in, in her words. And who is this said guest? Okay, so she had a great career as a rock singer in Australia. And then on one fateful night, she was in a horrific road accident. And, but she discovered something that transformed her consciousness and healed her body and this had never been done before. So I'm gonna leave it with that little bit of mystery and we'll let Michelle Blood come on and share her story yes. with us. Welcome. Hi everyone. Hi Robert, good to be here. Yes, glad to have you. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to come and share your story and your experience with us. Much appreciated. Absolutely. All right, so where are you joining us from? Uh, from San Diego County today, even though I'm Australian, I live in San Diego County. Nice. I'm actually going to be in San Diego in, in end of July, early August for the, the transplant games. Looking forward to it. All right. So you said you're from Australia? Yes, I am. I'm Aussie. Yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> from what part? Sydney. Sydney. Okay. Yeah. The, the, um, the transplant games are, are there in 2023, I believe. I don't think they're in Sydney. I think they're in Melbourne now. Not sure. But how, how long did you live there? Um, up until 28 years ago, my entire life, uh, up until 28 years ago. <laughs> okay. And what brought you to the States? Well, I was working with uh, all over the world with Bob Proctor and Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyer, and Bob kept sending me over to do his events in America, and eventually... I realized that this was the next best place for me to go, even though I wasn't known and I was already very successful internationally, but not in America yet. And I thought it'd be a real great challenge to start. It'll be like starting from scratch again, yeah. with no one knowing who I am. And it was really very challenging, but I went and did events in just about every state within the first year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Impressive. All right. So, before, before we dive dive deep, just how would you describe yourself? 
Well, I am a, a teacher of transformation because of the fact that I had the experience of an awakening, a spiritual awakening after yeah. many years of meditation. And I'm still consider myself a singer, but the main thing that I love to do, love to do in the world is to inspire others and show them ways that they can go over, not just through obstacles, but literally break them down and to get past the doubting mind into their true magical divine wisdom because everyone has that capability. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation about this one because I do the same thing every single day and just ha ha just helping people to have those breakthroughs, it's so rewarding So because it's so easy for people to beat themselves up and then oh. just, just to help them see, like, like, like I said earlier, it's not the setback, it's the comeback. And then all that space in between the two, that's the inspiration because that's where the real work is done. So that's oh, absolutely. It's amazing. not always easy, but... It's worth it because once you climb that mountain and you find yourself in a rocket ship going past the, the mountains, yeah. you realize everything that you've been through was absolutely worth it to get to your true divine purpose and to yeah. feel that you are making a difference in the world. Every single person I've met, and I've worked in 26 countries, so many different languages, uh, mm -hmm. doesn't matter what the culture is, what I have found, Robert, and I'm sure you found it as well, Everyone's the same, yeah. like you were saying in the beginning. Yeah. Everyone wants to be of service to others. They want to be happy themselves, but they want to also have people in their lives that they can help be happy, and they want to have success and financial freedom. And if they go even deeper, they'll realise they want to get to know who they are, what's really yes. going on in here. What's it all about, Alfie? <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and unfortunately... Another thing that happens to most people is there's someone in their life that casts doubt on their aspirations. Like I find that a lot. And even in doing the show and speaking with, with guests, people are like, oh, I wanted to, to be an artist, but you know, my father told me there's no money in that. You know, so they end up going into something completely different that they really didn't want to do. But then you circle it back years later, they're doing something with their creative side because that's what they were truly meant to do. So that's where people like like us come in and be like, you know, you can still have that. You know, it might look a little different, you know, because like that particular guest, she she's a graphic designer now. So she's still using her artistic and creative ability. It's just in a different channel. Like I always wanted to be an actor on TV. And then but then it's like you you look at how Hollywood treats some of the some of the celebrities, like, all right, maybe I don't want all of that. But in doing this show and being guests on other people's shows and getting spot like little spots on TV is is enough to scratch that itch. So it's like I'm doing what I want to do. It just looks different and help helping pe people to understand, like, just because it may not be the way you drew it up in college, like doesn't mean that you're not still living out your life's purpose. What are your thoughts? Oh, exactly. Exactly. I've met a woman in New Zealand many, many years ago. I was doing a big event in uh, Auckland. And I was asking people what they want. What do they really want? And she timidly put her hand up. She was right at the back. It was about 2,000 people, but I just noticed her. And I said, okay, stand up. What do you want? And she said, well, what I want is ridiculous because I want to be a piano player. And I said, well, what's stopping you? And she said, I've, I don't know how to play piano. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason, I guess. And I, and I said, 
but, but how long have you wanted this? She said, my entire life, my parents, I said, can I get piano lessons? And they said, no, it's too expensive. She ended up being an accountant and she hated her job. So yeah. we're all listening to her and supporting her. And I said, how about this? You know, she was a really big woman. And I said, how about this? How about you throw out your television? You throw away all of your, you know, come and deliver the pizzas to me. And what you'll do is all that time that you used to spend being unhappy and trying to hide your unhappiness through watching too much TV and eating too much, I said, you can play piano. I said, throw out that television. Anyway, I, she got in contact with me about three years later and she was playing at the Regent Hotel in Sydney. She was playing in, she'd lost over 150 pounds and she was playing in the, the lobby of the Regent, which is now the Four Seasons in Sydney. So, I mean, she really went for it. And she, because she'd always had that longing to play, when I see that within someone, it's because they've got the talent. There's something yes. within them from, if you go deeply into past life stuff, but we don't need to do that right now, but there's something within that person that they've done that before or their creative side. She's doing a left brain job when she's really a right brain person. That's always going to make you unhappy. Yes. So true. <laughs> so true. Like even with, with myself, I'm a competitor. And I always say my, <laughs> my rule of thumb is my definition of, of maturity is to have as much fun as you possibly can, but just know when to be serious. You know, so like most people wanna wanna like go go on say to the beach on vacation and lie down and relax and unwind, and that doesn't work for me. You know, it's like I'm going, I'm leaving for Florida tomorrow to go and run three three Spartan races, totaling twenty three miles and like fifty obstacles. Like, but to me, it. but to me, that's fun. It's <laughs> like, I love that stuff. When I go hiking, I want to find the steepest, tallest mountain I can find. And I'll, it'll drain me. It'll take all of my will to get there. But that's fun to me. And so many times people, they're accepting other people's definition of fun. You know, they're taking other people's definition of success. And they're losing their own sense of self. So like, so the people I work with in story and storytelling creation, just the first question I ask, I ask you, like, how would you describe yourself? And people end up giving me their resume. I was like, no, no, no. That's what you do for work. I'm like, what makes you tick? And a lot of people struggle answering that question. No, it's a really good question because most people think that they're their job or their job title, or I'm a wife or I'm a mother or I'm a caretaker, whatever it is, that's not who they are exactly. So that's really good that you give them clarity on that because people <clears throat> are rarely asked a question like that and they're rarely asked, what do you want in life? Yeah. So they don't know what they want. They, they, No one tells them or asks them. No one cares because everyone's in their own little game of fear. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, so it's it's really good to ask yourself questions as well and not hide from your shadow side or your fears. You yeah. face them. And as Bob Proctor and I say, you know, in our books and products, you know, you jump over that terror barrier into the creative side of life. You do it scared, but you do it. No matter what, you just do it. Don't let yourself think about it. Don't let the doubting mind go. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and, what, and one of the most powerful things you just said is that, People don't care 
as much as people think they do. <laughs> it's like they really, really don't care. And so um, someone someone at my gym, I, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, here, do someone. So I was like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, I'm not trying that in front of everyone. Like, the, the worst thing that'll happen is that you will have tried. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's like, it's like you don't, you don't, even if you don't complete it today, you took the steps to completing it. It's like, that's a positive. Like people think just because we don't do it now, it's a failure. It's like, no, you just didn't do it today, but you took the first step tomorrow. We'll improve on it. The next day we'll improve on it. And then maybe by that fourth day, you'll be able to complete the task. So it's like, it's like you just build upon the blocks, you know? And so like, again, I always say on the show, people talk about experience. I want the most experienced carpenter. And who is that person? The person that's already failed a billion times and finally has it together. <laughs> you know, so it's like failure isn't a reason to stop. Like you got to keep going until you master the, master the task. But uh, I, wanna, I want you to take me back to Australia. So what was it like living there? Well, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful country. And um, I mean, back then, when I was younger, there was only 15 million people in a country the size of America. So it's a huge country and it was absolutely wonderful. And I started my career at the age of five on TV. And oh, nice. my parents didn't encourage me to sing, but I would I was winning all these school efforts because I was went to a Catholic school and all the nuns would love me to keep going. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I actually wrote in to a TV station because they had like a young talent time for kids. And uh, I think it was five or six and said I would like to come and audition. And my mother knew nothing about it. When they called her, she freaked out. She said, my little daughter? What? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, what type of role? Uh, yeah, just singing. Just singing. Okay. Yeah. Just, just singing on TV. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been, I've been a professional since I was five and a half. <laughs> That's impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, my, so, go ahead. No, my family didn't encourage me. Uh, they didn't discourage me. They just thought it was a bit of fun that I did. It wasn't until uh, I started my rock bands that my father, um, who didn't even live with us, hadn't lived with us since I was a little girl, said, you know, this is ridiculous. You should do, you know, shooting on me. You should do something else. You don't want to be in a rock band in Australia. It's rough. The Miles, I heard about the roughness. Even Michael Hutchins of NXS, he said, I know who NXS is. He said he even complains about how tough it is to be on the road in Australia. Yeah. And um, I must admit, Chrissy Hines from um, The Pretenders, who I toured with, and also Chrissy Amphlett from uh, The Divinals, who her management was my management, you know, as female singers, we would just say, yeah, this is the toughest thing in the world to do in Australia, but there's nothing else I would rather do than get on that stage every night and do my thing as a rock singer. That was my life. I had no, there was no, I'm going to do something else. My father even offered me money to give it up, and I just said no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the rush like being on stage? Because I know as a speaker, and of course, you know, the last 18 months, you know, there weren't very many stages available, but just getting, at, getting out in front of people, having the microphone, and just speaking. It was just such a dopamine hit that, that I loved it. It's like, did you get a similar feeling like that when you stepped out on stage and performed in front of people? No, it's really interesting that that has never really affected me. 
it's so, like I'm home in my living room when I'm on stage, whether I'm speaking yeah. or singing. It's yeah. where I was born to be. I absolutely loved it. And, yeah. of course, it's a feeling of uh, always just being so focused on what I'm doing and doing whatever I can to uplift the audience, whether it's a rock and roll audience or it's a <laughs> transformational, spiritual or whatever it is. It's something that, you know, like people used to say, how can you do this when I do my three-day events going for 12 to 14 hours a day, just me with all the audience, mm. singing plus speaking plus teaching, and I can go forever. It just gives me like this line of energy that I know is divine energy through me that has been always there, and it just feels it, it's – I don't know why I don't get the uh, rush, but I just – I'm so focused – so yeah. you said you used the word before serious. I don't use the word serious. I say you don't have to be serious. Like uh, life is too serious to be taken seriously. Oscar Wilde said, mm. which I love. I love his quotes. Yeah. But it's <laughs> also be focused. You don't have to be serious to be yeah. focused. True. When you're focused, and as an athlete, you know this yourself. And my business partner, he's an athlete. Sounds very similar to you. You know, and it's like just kick ass up that mountain. <laughs> until yeah. you reach the top <laughs> with his running and, you know, and I admire that. So we've all got our different forms of how we get energy. Yes. And when we are doing something that challenges us and that we know we're supposed to be doing it, so I will say for sure it gives me a huge amount of energy. I can just keep going and going. And I'm 64 now and I'm still working seven days a week, doing everything that I do, and I still feel 20. <laughs> yeah, and that's because you're doing you're doing what fuels you, you know. And yeah. again, and again, one of the most one of the most powerful things you said there was that there's different forms to getting your energy, you know. So things that work for me may not work for you, may not work for some someone else. Like I said, there are people who tune into to this show who love it. There are other people who tune in and be like, "Nah, this doesn't work for me," and that's and that's okay. So like, Impossible. I want the audience. Yes, yeah, like I want the audience to understand that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like not every yeah, exactly, Kurt. Which I, I'm going to connect you with him. He's got a show called uh, the Powers Pod, Powers Project Podcast, and uh, I consider him a friend now. But exactly, but that's how life is supposed to be lived. Like you, you, you can't please everyone, and and some people like they I know I, I don't have any, but they pull their hair out trying to please everyone. It's like <laughs> you just have to pour into the ones. Who support you and then the ones who don't don't give them any of your energy like at all <laughs> so all right so you're in you had you had mentioned about that there are some some very hard things about being a being a rock star in australia describe some of them well for for example the gigs are long <laughs> the drives are long in between yeah. we don't have like huge especially back then just normal roads was our, our highway. Yeah. And so as the singer and the manager of the band and getting the agents and the record labels, all the stuff I had to do, I had to manage to get the best road crew, getting the best members for my bands, a uh, huge amount of work. And it's rough. It's, it's rough on the road. It's like sometimes 10 to 12 hours in between gigs driving. And back in that those days, we would have to do five to six sets a night. Mm. 
So during the day, I had to shut up. We didn't have cell phones back then. <laughs> I had to shut up all day, not whispering, that hurts your voice more, to yeah. rest my voice so I could sing and belt out my songs all night, every night, yeah. looking after the road crew, making sure the guys get to rehearsals on time. I mean, I had to be the most focused, disciplined person, but it was worth it to me to be doing what I love to do. People cannot understand when you've got that sort of a vocation where you know. But it's really interesting because I, you were talking before, Robert, about, which is a real circle thing that I'll, I'll go into in a minute, that you think you're doing what it is that you want. And I really felt that that was my life's purpose. We just got really time Warner record label. We've done these great videos. We were touring with the biggest bands in the world, you know, as their support band. It was just amazing. And so you would think that that would end up being my life's purpose, but it wasn't. It wasn't until a horrific road accident that my life's purpose, and I realised everything that I'd learnt up until that car accident, that road accident, was to prepare me for the next level, for the next thing, for my true purpose in life. So it's interesting that you would talk about that because everything that anyone's ever done, whether they think they've failed or not, every little bit of experience takes you to the next level in consciousness, in vibration. So it's it's quite fascinating how beautiful something horrific can be in the end. <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I mean, as it says up above us, your true power lies in your story. And a lot, a lot of people, especially the messier the story is, like talking about a divorce, because you know, divorces can be nasty, you know, and, and I gotta be honest, both of mine were pretty tame, you know, but I've heard other stories and, and people just suppress them. And then when you suppress it, it's like it's growing inside of you and you can't feel it, but it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And then one day pe people snap, you know, and that, that's when bad things happen when you let it fester. But when you talk about it and then, like I said earlier, People don't care as much as you think they do. So when you talk about it and you and you get it out and you share it more, and even even if it's really messy, people might you know make comments here or there, and then they'll forget all about it. But the fact that you you're at a point now where you can talk about it, you can face the reality of it, and it's no longer festering because you're letting it out. So like I actually just put together a program, and I'm going to be gearing it towards veterans with PTSD trying to help them tell their stories because when my father passed in 2019 and he was a Vietnam vet and he lived with this PTSD his entire life. Like just before he passed, he shared a couple stories from Vietnam. Granted, I wish I never heard him, <laughs> but it was just the fact that he was living with that pain his entire life. And so I want to be able to help these, these veterans who have been overseas and have seen horrific things and help them put them into words so they can help other veterans share their story. And it should just be a great ripple effect. So when you do things like that, it's not work. You know what I mean? That's service. And what, what you're doing, you're, you're about service. And that's why you can go back to back to back to back and not let it wear, wear you down because you're living what you were put here. I mean, you're doing what you were put here to do, you know? So do you want to get into what happened in the accident? Okay. I would love to. All right. Now, I would hey, love take, to. Take me through it. Yeah. So uh, we had been in um, doing a gig in Brisbane, and 
I I always used to like to go with a truck driver <laughs> because we always had different truck drivers each time because I would hire a truck to go to each gig because sometimes the gigs would be three weeks. So you'd only need to get a truck every three weeks. And we had, you know, at least 4,000 people come to the gig. So we had to have big double-way uh, bass speakers and huge amount of equipment and lighting and all the stuff that we owned. And uh, the truck driver, the, I wanted to make sure this is another thing I always had to do, that they would show up on time. So I would go with them <laughs> in the truck. And I just finished a gig at 3 o'clock in the morning. And so we drove to go get to Sydney, which is yep. about a 12-hour drive from Brisbane, maybe oh, 14 wow. hours in a truck. Yeah. And as we got to Sydney, he fell asleep. And I was already asleep. Oh, no. Cold winter night. He went into a telephone pole, the truck driver, and as the passenger all of this equipment went into me. So I was like nearly died so many times uh, over the first three weeks. And I had so many broken bones and fractures and my pelvis and hip bone, everything was completely smashed. All wow. that bone, all the little fragments of the bone mm -hmm. went into my bladder and everywhere. So, I mean, the longest operation was 17 and a half hours, but there were four Ooh. long operations over many, many, many months. That how did this horrific car accident change my life? And how, how old were you then? How old was I? Uh, 24. Yeah. 24, wow. Okay, go ahead, continue. Yeah, so uh, as, as uh, the doctors were saying, look, if you do walk again, you're gonna have like these really heavy physical limitations. And I, I was just not just in physical agony, but I was also so depressed. How am I? I've been doing these crazy antics on the stage, cartwheels, jumping on top of speakers, you know, as a performer, really yeah. good performer, great yeah. rock singer too, I think, obviously. And, <laughs> uh, you know, that's not skiting, that's just saying a fact. And yes. and so how could I not be an entertainer? People say, well, you still be able to sing. I said, yeah, but it's not just singing. Yes. It's the whole ball the performance. Yeah. Yeah. So people were starting to send me uh, these positive tapes on book, uh, books yeah. on tape, which I'd never, ever, never needed motivational stuff. I didn't even know what an affirmation was because I was already living my life, the life that I loved. I was very disciplined. I didn't need to be self-motivated, that's for sure. And so <laughs> but one of those tapes changed my life helped me create something that had never been done before and I became completely healed. It's impossible. It's miraculous. I was on TV. The journalists were talking to me. People were wanting me to sing and share the stage with Deepak Chopra Wayne, all these people. It all happened within uh, six months after I left the hospital. So can I share what happened? Absolutely. <laughs> so what happened? They put on this book. Earl Nightingale, who I love the voice of Earl Nightingale, him speaking from the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah. Those of you who aren't aware of that book, it's about uh, American male entrepreneurs in the 20s, millionaires. Why would I, a female, young female rock singer, give a hoot about that? But that book, one chapter of that book changed my life when Earl Nightingale said, uh, Napoleon Hill's little boy was born completely 100% deaf. So he would go into his little infant son's room every night and can imagine, 
and do this auto-suggestion, these affirmations. You can hear perfectly. You are strong and healthy. Every day you hear better and better. He went on to get 30% of his hearing, going to a normal hearing school, and ended up becoming a super, super successful uh, entrepreneur in the hearing aid industry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the, the thing that got me was I believed it, Robert. I was like, there is an opportunity. I can see. I can feel it in the marrow of my bones that mm. if I do affirmations, I can heal my body. I know how strong-willed I am. I can do this. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'll do it. But then I thought I, I attempted to do it. I am healed. I know I am. I love myself. I am my friend. Affirmation has to be stated in the now, has to be about what you do want that you don't have now. So I thought, that's great. I am healed. I wasn't healed. I know I am. I didn't know I was. I yeah. love myself. I am my friend. I didn't love myself right then. I felt suicidal. <laughs> so I asked my brother to go out and get get them to music, find some affirmation songs with music because I know it'll go straight into my subconscious mind because I've written jingles over the years for advertising agencies as well. And the reason they spend billions, not millions, is because once yeah. you've got a jingle in your head, you can't get their product <laughs> out of your head. Yep. <laughs> my brother came back. He said, there's no such thing. There's no affirmations to music. So I started doing my own affirmations to music had miraculous healing and went on to do it just for myself. And then I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to get the rock band to actually come into the studio. We'll do tons of the magnet to money, success, persistence. We just did, I wrote so many affirmation songs and I did it just for us because I thought it would make us even more successful to yeah. continuously feed ourselves this positivity. But what happened was, all these promoters wanted me to just sing and speak about in between all of these people I'd never heard of. They then in turn said, I want to work with you. Brian Tracy wanted to work with me. Louise Hay, all of these people, Tony Robbins, they loved what I was doing. No one else had done it because the left brain is the lyrics. The right brain is the melody and the rock music. And it just goes straight into your subconscious mind. You do not have to emotionalize the affirmation. You do not have to sing along. You just listen and it goes straight into your subconscious mind. Whether you like my voice or not, you do want those affirmations. I persist until I succeed. Success. Um, I'm a magnet to money. I am healed. I know I am. I greet this day with love in my heart. I, I care about, you know, all the I ams in yeah. this music works. Millions and millions of downloads of my music all over the world. So it's working for people from all walks of life and for all challenges. I love it. Absolutely love it. So so people that watch this show on the regular know that, oh, like my, my journey started with a bad knee injury. And same thing, doctors told me I wouldn't run a jump again. I just posted this up on Facebook the other day. <laughs> I said, it's me laughing. Oh my gosh. They said I'd never <laughs> run a jump again and there's all my oh, and great. And that's... And that's not even all of them. Like I've done, God, I think I've wow. done over 160 races since that diagnosis. And and I did it in a very similar way that, that I mean, I, I wasn't writing the music, but I just surrounded myself with, like, I'm a, like I said earlier, I'm a competitive person. So to me, there's nothing I can't do. So it's like, all right, you're telling me I can't come back from this. Just sit back and watch. And so I went to work and but I just surrounded myself with positivity. And the other thing was, I focused in on what I could do. Like too many times people focus on what they can't do. 
So rather than saying I can't bend my left leg, I was like, thank God my right leg and both arms still work. <laughs> and, so, and so while this is healing, we're going to enhance these three. We're going to enhance the core. And, you know, I'm going to work on my calves, like everything I could do. Then as it got stronger, I was like, you know what? I'm definitely going to make a full comeback. I just, I just felt it. I felt it in my soul. Like I'm going to make a full comeback. And I was listening to Tony Robbins, listening to Eric Thomas, listening to Les Brown, um, uh, Brian Tracy, listening to Zig Ziglar. And I just kept myself in that positive state. And then that day, that first day I ran, granted, I looked like a newborn deer, but I still ran. And just that feeling was like, just amazing. It's like, all right, so you defied that odd. Now we're going to get back on the track again. And it, it, it took several years because it, it happened at a track meet. So it took several years, but I was able to get back on that track. And then, and then that completely transformed the direction of my fitness business. Because before, I was just trying to fit in and, you know, trying to do what the other gyms are doing. Because I, I didn't really have a plan. I was like, no, this is going to be about the comeback. Like, so when people come in and say, for whatever their goal is, if I want to lose weight, if I want to, if I want to gain muscle, if I want to get my endurance back, it's like, okay, so your setbacks were... You know, you were working long hours, you weren't eating right, blah, blah, blah. And your comeback is going to be, you're going to be able to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. And in the middle is where we're going to create your story. And so it just, it gave them a higher purpose than I just want to get on the scale, you know, and yeah, it's like, that's what you're doing with your music. Go ahead. Yeah, perhaps I can play a little bit of one of the songs that I think you're, you would love. It's yeah, called uh, Step by Step. Step by step, I climb the victory. I climb the ladder to victory. I, okay. I persist until I succeed. Let me just see if I can find it here. I like. Um, I like step I like. by step. Actually, this is a good one. Bob Proctor actually wrote this with me. It's called persistence. Okay. Persistence, God, I use that word so much in the course of the day. <laughs> Bob Proctor has the visualization you do it all in music and so he said I want to work with you so we ended up doing new paradigms together right your be your perfect weight song 
programs. We worked together for about six years in Malaysia and all over the world. I was running his business from Kuala Lumpur. I ended up with hit records there. I couldn't stop. You just can't stop. And it's so wonderful because I loved doing all the music as well, writing all the music. And then he just faxed this lyrics through to me Mm. back in the day. And I was like, to know how to write a song. And to write lyrics is very interesting. People think it's just poetry and it's not. And he wrote it perfectly. And the minute that he wrote it, I went straight to the keyboard and the music and the melody to go with the lyrics was like that. So we we wrote some great songs together. It was really quite magical how we had that synergy. <laughs> Love it. And, that, and that's how Songs for Success was born? Well, the Songs for Success was my sixth album. Oh, okay. Uh, I've got tons of albums. I've got them for Songs for Success. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, Create Miracles and Heal Your Life for all the people that discover uh, that need to uh, be healed, whatever it is, emotional, whatever. I've got this one, which Dr. Chopra asked me to do, uh, okay. which is I Can Do It, Self-Esteem Songs for Kids for Little Kitties 5 and Under. Oh, I love I just that. got tons of albums. <laughs> I can't stop writing. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So, so what's what's next for you? Well, I just finished uh, launching my latest book, The Magic of Affirmation Power, as you can see at the back here. Yes. And yeah. I've written this in a way people are loving it because it covers visualization, meditation. It tells a little bit about my story. It's got tons of affirmations in it, the audio program of the book. And it, it's so good for people that have either forgotten about positive thinking and it's done in a like what I call KISS, keep it simple and spiritual. So anyone can understand it, even if they're not that deeply into meditation or mysticism, they can understand it, they can go through the affirmations, even the spoken affirmations, I have music underneath, because yeah. then you still get musivated, musivation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and so how, how do people connect with you? Well, one of the things that I've decided to do is to gift to your audience this book, the e-version, and quite a lot in the when you go to get to this thing, it's absolutely free for you. You get the book, plus you'll get a lot of the the really popular songs that have been downloaded millions of times globally because they work. Visualization program, it's a couple of hundred dollars worth of stuff for nothing. And it's just for your people. And all they have to do is go to www.michelleblood, as you can see this, but with one L, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-L-O-O-D.com forward slash grind. Michelleblood.com forward slash grind. Right. Did that right? Michelleblood. That's perfect. Thank you, Robert. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. So when you're when you're working with, with people. What what is what is what are their number one struggles? Oh, when I'm working with my students and with uh, people, uh, yes, the main struggle is fear to get beyond fear. Yes. And so I I love Robert to start with the affirmation music because people cannot get beyond their doubting mind on their own easily. It's very yes. challenging. So we do our Zoom events are huge all over the world. We love it. We'll have you on as a guest one day too. Oh, They're absolutely. fantastic. Thank you. And they uh, we do the affirmation songs. 
We go deeply into meditation. I transmit light because I'm awakened, so I can do that with the Shakti. We do prayers for each other as well. I do prayers for them. I get them, uh, I, I love to educate them on how the mind really works and what really is within them. This beautiful diamond is the truth for them, but it's coated with emotions and experiences and doubts and limitations in the mind. And I show them how to get rid of that really easily. Then that will get you beyond the doubting mind. Once you've gone beyond the doubting mind, your fears start to leave. And fear is only because people don't know how, because they haven't got the consciousness yet, which is an oscillation of frequency to be able to be in the moment, in every moment. You don't live in the past. You don't live in the future. There is just this continuous hum within you once you're awakened. And so I teach them and I guide them to really learn how to meditate. I meditated with my enlightened teacher for over 12 years before, and then I became enlightened. I gave up everything I did, my singing, everything, just to meditate for years and years and years because it was that important to me to find my soul, my true self, that oneness. And when I did, it took me a few years again, but now I'm out there to the world again sharing all these different levels you can go to. Whatever you require to release that fear and to go beyond so that you can be of service to others and that you can finally get up that mountain no matter who you are or where you're from. And I love what I do. And my students and my um, team of people that I've been working with for years, we are a phenomenally happy, harmonised group. We treat, I treat my business like it's a rock band. You've got to make sure that all the musicians are in harmony. If one guitar's out of, uh, out of harmony, you're not going to get another gig. So I treat my team and everyone I work with to from the printer to the uh, recording studios, to everything, that they are all the best of the best. And if they're not, I assist them because if I know that they truly want to do something and work with me, I assist them by getting them trained to do what it is that they want to do. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So one big, big thing you said there was whatever you require. See, and, and going back to what we said earlier, that there's different, there's different avenues you can travel to reach the same destination. And so, you know, when people listen to shows like, like this or any other show, listen to your music, like anything that, that's about uplifting, like it's going to hit people in a different way. But, but, but that's okay. Because for someone like me, I'm, I'm a very visual person. It's like I can, I can zero in on what I want. But, like, but when it comes to something like meditation, just shutting it off and just getting into it, it just doesn't work for me. I, I had a business coach, and every mastermind that we did, we would start each morning with a meditation. And I'm, like, singing songs in my mind. Yeah, like, that's just not how my mind works. But when, when I go on oh. a hike, right? What, oh, oh, no, I'm not discounting. I'm just saying I, I'm the outlier. And so, but, like, when I go on a hike, every, I like, I'm, I'm just in the zone. Like some of my best ideas come when I'm hiking. So I was just highlighting the whatever you require. Because I know I have I have a lot lot of my clients that, that are they're big into yoga, they're big into into, into med, the meditation. And I was just, just saying that there's you know, whatever you require, like that's a huge statement because something fuels everyone. You know exactly. what I mean? Like something does. And so like for what I want the, the listeners. You know, for someone, if you are like me, and maybe meditation doesn't do it for you, but music does. 
you know, then then step into to, to the music. If being in social circles doesn't get in those positive social circles, but do what works for you. Oh, I, I, I agree 100%. That's why, you know, it, it's interesting because I've had people that are really huge in business that have hired me to assist them and they're like, I'm never going to meditate. I just want you to help get me happy again. I'm really successful, but I'm not happy and I'm feeling depressed and my wife just like, whatever, and they hire me um, to be their spiritual teacher. And yeah. once I teach them, the correct way and I transmit the light, I'm meditating for them as we're together and then they feel yes. it. They feel the rush of the Shakti. Before you feel that and understand it, because it is similar, when I first started getting into no thought, it took me years, but it was like what you're talking about, being in the zone for an athlete. Yes. And that is just the beginning of the awesome bliss and joy of deep meditation it's not all about just no thought it's about focus and it's also about awakening that empowerment within you so however you want to get to it that's why i i never ever say you've got to do this and if you don't do this you won't yeah. get that that's absolute bs everybody mm -hmm. has a different personality exactly 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 what you said we are in synergy <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah like and when I'm working with people, one of the first things I ask them, like, I don't ask them, what do you want? I don't, I don't say, what are your goals? I say, what makes you happy? Because people tend to do their best work when they're happy. So if if you want to lose weight, you know, when, when you lose weight, you got to drink enough water. You got to eat cleaner than, than not. You know, so you don't have to eat clean all the time. But, you know, 75, 25, you know, maybe 70, 30. But you have to eat cleaner than not. So like there are some sacrifices that you have to do. So maybe food prep, you hate it. Like you hate the process of preparing your foods ahead of time. But what makes you happy? Again, is it music? Is it dancing? Is it singing? Like, is there something you could do while you're prepping the food to make it suck less? <laughs> you know? And oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's such a simple step. It's like, like what makes you happy? So do that thing while you're doing the things that you need to do that, that that may not be desirable. Like me, I love this part of what I do. I love talking to people, connecting with people. I love speaking. I love coaching people, leading people, inspiring people. I hate paperwork. <laughs> so, so when I have to do paperwork, I have my music on. Oh, like, like I have to, because then I'm sitting here and then I'm at the computer and I get so enveloped in the music that I don't even realize I'm crank, cranking out my accounting sheets and, you know, answering emails and, and all that stuff. It just, it, it, it enhances it and it makes it so that thing isn't so bad for me. But I think a lot of people don't even know what makes them happy. Most people think what will make them happy is that they don't have to work too much, that they've got a lot mm. of money, that they can go on holiday or something. They don't understand that that is not freedom. And when you do something and you become, one of the things, a bit of advice I would love to give is if you, if there's something that you do not like doing, you do it. Because when I first had started writing books, I didn't even know how to type. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what you've got to do is do the thing. And as you do that thing, it's like with exercise. It's the same thing. 
you get more confidence, self-confidence. You feel good about yourself because you've done something that is improving your mind. And, I mean, I work out all the time. I have to do my Pilates, everything at my age because, I mean, I know I couldn't cope without a healthy body. And I actually got myself into cooking, particularly during the lockdown. I love cooking now. I'm like this first-class chef now, all this beautiful, mm -hmm. healthy food. And, and, and then, of course, you know, it's just absolutely wonderful the things that you don't think you would enjoy once you learn how to do them you yes. become better at what you do you've got to especially when you run your own business you've got to know all the things you can't just say i'll hire someone who can do it you've got to learn how to do it first because a lot of the times entrepreneurs start on their own they don't have accountants they can't afford all these different things and that was the way it was for me when i first came to the states i had to learn all those things and then I knew who to hire because you don't want to hire a piano player who can't play piano. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. And Sounds like, like a simple concept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think that what you're doing and the way you're inspiring it, I can feel your energy. I can feel your passion for what you're doing. And it's, it's not that common. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I do I do thousands. I have done thousands and thousands of interviews, TV, radio, podcasts during my lifetime. And to meet someone who's got this, this passion for life and to being of service, I recommend to anybody, even if you don't think this is for you, listen to some of uh, Robert's other podcasts because he's really, really good at what he does. He believes in it and he is a piano player who is a virtuoso. <laughs> Fun fact, my one of my one of my retirement goals is to learn the piano. Oh, <laughs> so, don't retire. Don't yeah. retire. No, 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 I mean, I mean, just well, by retire, I mean, once my kids are out of the house oh, <laughs> and, okay. and it's just me. And so like in, in those moments, I want to learn that like that's on my list that uh, I want to I want to learn the piano. Like I have I mean, I'm sure I, I could probably start start now, but but right now my hand is in so many different places. Like like I with with the speaking because I'm at the gym during the day, and then I got the podcast, and then I got coaching calls and coaching clients, and I'm back at the gym, and then I got calls again, and then I'm somewhere in there I have to be a dad too. So well, so I, like, I, 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 if I had a hat, I'd take it off to you because that's <laughs> that's that's amazing that you're doing that and that they've got such a lovely daddy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Yes, I just want to do something so I don't have to go back to what I was doing and, no, trying, to try, and trying to show them the way to to do what makes you happy. Like my son loves cars. He's a mechanic. You know, my, my daughter loves fitness. She loves working with people. She's a kinesiology major. You know, like you got grown up kids. Yeah, I have a have a tw 22 year old son, a 19 year old daughter, a 14 year old daughter and then twin boys who are 12. Well, to me, you look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a 40, I'm a 47 year old baby. <laughs> Good job. Good job See, on that one. Thank you. See, that's that drinking water and eat, eating well. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, uh, you know, just you use the word several times of awakened. You know, so describe what that means to you. Well, an awakening is enlightenment. Enlightenment is not common. Enlightenment is something, I don't know if you've heard of Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda, he's enlightened. Uh, it's, it's something that 
we have this kundalini at the bottom of our spine everybody has it but it's stagnant it just sits there and we have this thing along the base of the i won't go into it too deeply because you know we won't have the time but is maybe another time we can talk about it it goes up the shashumna and there are these energy centers that people call chakras that some people say oh i'm going to open your chakra it's closed everybody everybody's chakra is is not activated it's not activated to activate it you have to have energy come up the shashumna the ethereal spine and there's many many different ways of doing it but you have to have a teacher who can transmit light to you even yogananda had an enlightened teacher before he became enlightened and so it's something you can experience having that shakti sent to you and miraculous things happen. I've got thousands of testimonials from my students and the people that have been healed. Different miraculous things happen. You know, one lady in Iraq, uh, her husband took her kids away. You know, for years she was trying to get her daughters back. She didn't want them to go through horrific things that the girls were going through. And so one prayer and one light transmission because it's not me, it's that I'm plugged into the light. Once that has become completely activated, you've had many kundalini experiences, the light comes on forever, 24-7, and then you're used by the light, your thought, your intention, and you just, it's impossible to explain what it is like. There is no more fear. You are awake, like the Buddha Mm -hmm. said. And it's very, very unusual. Some people think they've awakened because they've had a kundalini rush, but it's not that. It takes years. So you don't have to be interested in awakening your kundalini, but I highly recommend that if you can find someone who can transmit light to you, you have that experience. And when I do my Zoom events, which I do free quite a lot, people come on and they have that experience. So uh, I would love for you to have that experience one day too. You're getting some of it today, though. Behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I um, it's like I de- definitely, I definitely consider my myself awakened now, because for a long time I really wasn't like I was in. I, I don't want to say I was in a dark place, because I was still leading people. You know, I was still writing my own schedule. I was still training people, but it was it was in the restaurant industry. So like I really wasn't doing anything for the greater good. And when I had my knee injury. And then a couple years later, I donated a kidney to my sister. And going, oh. and going through those two events completely shifted my outlook on life, the world, my goals, being a parent. Like, it, it shifted everything. And I, I, have, I have a speech I give on unbreakable resilience. You know, so, like, I consider myself, like, I am now unbreakable. Like, there is nothing that can go on in this life that can dull my shine nothing like even in the passing of my father i was still able to extract lessons from that entire process from when when he he got diagnosed with with the stage four heart failure and just watching the his deterioration and then up until his passing and i i can talk about it and take away all the positives of the experience you know and just just and we watched him like we had to end care and we watched him take his last breath. And in the moment, of course, you know, we're all crying and stuff because because we're in the moment. But it was just a couple of days later where I was at peace. And then comes 2020. And then people are in nursing homes by themselves. People are dying by themselves. People can't have funerals. 
So it just gives you even more gratitude that he went when he went, you know? So it's like, I can take whatever happens in my life and find the positive lessons, turn them into a talk. And then when I'm guests on other people's podcasts, I share those stories just to let people know, hey, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do after what happens to you. Like that's how you inspire the masses. Absolutely. And if everyone can just look within and say, am I being reactionary to what's going on or what's just happened? And if you're being reactionary, that means there's a lot of fear and sort of face those fears, find out what they are. Don't be afraid of finding out what your fears are so that you can accept, okay, I accept that I'm in fear about this particular thing now. I'm afraid I'm not going to get something I want. I'm going to, I'm afraid I'm not going to, I'm going to lose something I have. What it is that's going on in your consciousness, you can rise above that at any stage and utilising amazing people like Robert and what I do. I mean, there's so many different people. If Robert and I aren't your cup of tea, which I can't believe you, we couldn't be because we're awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> well, find something that does turn you on, that gets you to get up and grind and just, you know, get into it, get into your life because you, my dearest, beautiful, sweet person watching this, each and every one of you, you have the divine presence within you. So everything is possible. Things can change for you. Believe it. Yes, love it. Perfect way, way to end. Just go go over your, your giveaway again. It's michelleblood.com, spelled with one L, michelleblood.com forward slash grind. They're going to get the book, the magnetic creative visualization, lots of my best-selling songs uh, that will change their paradigm, their consciousness, and for free. <laughs> That's awesome. That's definitely, I mean, I'm going to take, take advantage of that. And I'm going to put, put that link into my, my fitness group too. Cause I know there's some people that are going through some stuff now and, uh, you know, said the, the power of music is absolutely everything. And oh, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a lot. I'm going to send you a lot more than that. You, you give Trevor your address. <laughs> oh, awesome. We'll do. Thank you. And Kurt says great show. Thanks Kurt for tuning in. Appreciate it. I'm actually going to see him tomorrow. And uh, down in Florida, good because uh, we had our first snow here in Rhode Island today, and it's going to be 86 in Florida tomorrow, so I might not come back. Yeah, I, I think it's going <laughs> to snow where I am today too. Yeah. Oh really? I'm in, I'm in the mountains. Yeah. Oh okay. Wow. All right. So that is our time. This has been a great conversation. He said, um, this, this, this several people I'm going to connect you with. So some, oh. some are podcast hosts. There's a couple, couple radio hosts. But there's two other women who are guests on my show that talk about energy the way you do. And I just think the three of you should just talk and then see where <laughs> see where it goes, you know? So like- I would really, I would really appreciate that. And uh, just, uh, I'll, I'll just let Trevor know to invite you to some of these free events so that I can introduce you to some of the other people. Awesome, thank you. Much, much appreciated. And um, yeah, so God, because we could talk, we could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> but, but unfortunately, you know, we got to go. <laughs> so, want to give one one last final word? Oh, just just uh, just be grateful every day. And a beautiful way to be grateful isn't just saying I give thanks and I'm grateful. Is to think of a time when you were sincerely grateful. Something happened. Someone 
caught you. If someone caught you when you needed it, they gave you some money for rent, whatever it is. And in that moment, how did you feel? Thank yes. you. That's how you say gratitude. Thank you. You feel it. So if you can bring back that emotion of when you really were sincerely grateful and do that every day of your life when you wake up, thank you for this beautiful life. Awesome. That's that great. And, and I do I do all-star panels, so we are definitely going to see you again. So this, <laughs> this, this here was the, the, the last lineup I had, so maybe I'll get you in on the January one. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'll coordinate the uh, the scheduling with with Trevor, and we'll go from there. Thank you. I think you're wonderful, Robert. Really. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Likewise, and uh, have yourself a great day. You too. <laughs> All right, <Yeah>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, such a fun episode. This is why I love doing this. I meet awesome people every single shot of 184 episodes. There was never one where I was like, I can't wait till this is over. So everyone that we bring on, they just bring a different energy, a different perspective, and it just makes me want to keep doing this. So I'll be back to, oh, I might not be back tomorrow. I'll get back to you because I'm flying down to Florida tomorrow. So I'll let you know. If I can squeeze it in early, I will. If not, I'll see you guys again on Tuesday. Take care. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up.